Hello and welcome to Happy Hour. My name is Phil and this is the Christmas episode. Ching, 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 ching. And for those who don't celebrate Christmas, this is the Wednesday episode. <laughs> Today's guest is a recurring one, having already come on to talk about his travels in Ukraine and his bike journey from Ireland to Japan. He is the three-time winner of Best Mullet at the Georgia County Fair <laughs> and is currently joining us from Pakistan. Welcome oh back to God. the show, Connor McBee, a.k.a. Small-Brained American. Wow. Another great intro. 10 out of 10. Very nice. <laughs> I like how you're making a fake news about my, my mullet. Although, you know, it is, it is quite nice, uh, but I have not entered it in any county fairs, unfortunately. Not yet. What, what do people say yeah. when they see you and, and see the, the, the flow you got riding back there? <laughs> ride and no they say i don't know they say they like it um yeah they just say they like my hair because i mean honestly it's mostly like a uh, american like western european thing i mean even in like dude i feel like 90 percent of the world yeah. has the same haircut like men just have the undercut really basically everywhere so then when they see long hair especially in like you know middle east and eastern europe you know uh they're like oh yeah nice hair they like it's it, just so. like that guy's from that guy's from bratislava or georgia <laughs> Where the fuck is Bratislava? Did you just make that up? Uh, Slovakia. Oh, well, I feel stupid now. Oh, no. We, oh, no. We have an Small American brain American podcast. strikes again. <laughs> but yeah, so what's the story behind changing the, 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 the name again? So I know you went from McBeats13 mm. to Connor McBee to now... You've you've unbranded yourself as a yeah. as yourself, and now you're small brained American. Yeah, well, I just figured I don't know. Every time I thought of small brained American, I just laughed, and I it just it's just funny, dude. Like every time I see it now, I'm just like fuck yeah. Like I'm just embracing like my <laughs> ignorance in the world, and you know, I like it, it's like poetic too, kind of. Like I don't want to be cheesy, but like I go up, I go to these places, and I have no plan. I have, I don't do any research. And I'm just like yeah, let's just see what it's all about. So I kind of like approach the world. Who's Bratislava? Ah, come on, man. <laughs> I can just see you now, you know, in like five to ten years, you're going to be on some morning talk show and they're like, all right, so our next guest today is, uh, is this right? Uh, small, bra can we not just use your name? <laughs> right, right, right. But, you know, to be fair, by then I'll probably rebrand it like another nine times. So who knows what I'll be by then. <laughs> Fuck, by then you might be big brain American the way you're traveling. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, like I actually get educated and I, admit, you know, learn a thing or two about the world. Like fucking imagine that, dude. I don't know. I think it'd be like a good name for like a second channel. Like I do like my my hot takes and like educated news content on the second channel. I don't know. We'll see. But for now, I'm, I'm happy being ignorant. <laughs> so you're you're in Pakistan. What's uh, what's Pakistan like? It's uh, it's intense, dude. It's intense. Um, you know, I was in India for like three weeks before this, and you know, they're very similar. They were the same country up until like seventy-ish years ago. So I will say my experience yeah. in Pakistan has been markedly more strange. I had like uh, okay, so I want to be like very diplomatic with how I describe this because I know like people have been very hospitable <laughs> with me. Very, very extremely hospitable in Pakistan. Like, dude, uh, let's say December 6th. I've been here since November 27th. So what's that, like eight or nine days? Like over a week. And I have not spent any money. Like zero. No, no, I spent $3 maybe. But then... Someone gave me $5. So I'm like, I'm making money over here, man. It's, it's crazy. They're giving they you just, money? Well, that's a, whole, that's a whole story we can get into. But yeah, someone gave me. What did you have to do rupees. for that five bucks, Connor? Okay, we can get into it if you want. It's, it's, it's kind of a, a long thing. But, <laughs> uh, 
Um, so I met, like I have a, I met a guy in London on couch surfing, a Pakistani fellow, and he gave me all these contacts for over here. And one of them was the son of uh, a former prime minister of Pakistan. And also, like, directly related to uh, the Prophet Muhammad. Like, they descend from Muhammad. So, like, they're very high up in the Islam faith. Fucking royalty, then. Very powerful, you know, wealthy family. Um, and, you know, I went to his house and, like, just very wealthy people. You know, they have, like, chefs and drivers and um, security. And, like, just... I've actually never experienced that level of, of wealth, you know? Um, and oh, shit. it was crazy, dude. And, like, so one of his... Actually... If you've been to the Middle East, like, you know, they have like these like shrines all over the place, like uh, for imams, I think they're called, which I don't know what exactly that means, but it's like someone that's high up in the Islam faith. And in this instance, they were related to Muhammad. So like there's a shrine dedicated to this imam in Iraq. And it's like this big tourist attraction. People from all over the world, Islam, uh, Muslim people come from all over the world to go to this, uh, this shrine. And I went there. Right. And then so fast forward, like, I don't know, whatever, a month or two. And I'm in Pakistan and I meet the guy who was related to that imam like the guy that i meet is like when he dies they're gonna build a shrine for him just like that oh shit yeah he's very important. so yeah dude uh, i actually recorded the experiences it's a crazy ass video um and i want to like i want to make sure i'm being like respectful and everything i don't want to like embarrass the guy but but it was just like a very foreign experience to me like people are flocking to see this guy you know like throwing money at him and like giving him gifts and everything and um you know i met i met with him he's like a really humble down-to-earth guy like speaks great english he's like 72 like older guy and really sweet guy nice. but you know he commands the respect of thousands of people dude like you know it's it's i've honestly never seen anything like it and i was rolling with this guy um his i don't know if you call him an imam i don't really know technically what it's called but i was rolling is, with is this he, guy is he like a, like like pakistani justin bieber like he just people just start yelling and freaking out wherever he goes yeah dude it was it was like i was in the beatles like he, he <laughs> we went to this like because dude because like the, the people are so humble like the guy I was staying with, he wasn't like, oh yeah, you're going to come to this and it's going to be this huge thing and blah, 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 blah. He was just like, yeah, come to this prayer. We're going to have a prayer in like this little town outside of Lahore, Pakistan. That's where I'm at. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Cool. And we roll up, you know, get a private driver. We roll up and like, there's like security and they're pushing people away. And like, people are like trying to cram into this like little, uh, like mosque ish area, like adjacent to this mosque. And I mean, they're like pushing people dude. it was intense. And, um, and they like gave me a front row seat to see this guy like speak and say some prayer. And meanwhile, they're like throwing money at him and like showering him with gifts and giving him food and everything. And, and I'm just like the honored guest. Like I'm like, obviously not to his level, but like, I don't know if you go to India, Pakistan, you realize like tourists, especially like, you know, European white tourists get like royalty treatment. You know what I mean? And I haven't seen anyone get treated better than a tourist until I saw these people. Like they're truly like people, I don't want to say worship them, but like they are, they take it very seriously, dude. And, uh, but I was just wow. there with them, like adjacent to all this like crazy ass shit. Like, and so anyway, someone come up to this guy, and gives him a thousand rupees and which is like five dollars and he just turns immediately and just gives it to me <laughs> so that's how i made money in pakistan <laughs> okay nice yeah and i we, yeah. we've been chatting i guess in the last little week or i guess in the last week or so and you, you've you've been sick you've been not feeling so yeah. well yeah dude i got like gnarly gnarly food poisoning dude i think it was it was at so that guy's family owns a number of properties throughout pakistan and like farmland and businesses and everything and 
And so we went to another one of his, like, I would call it a compound. They have like multiple houses. They own like mosques and like burial grounds and like um, businesses. And like, it's like a fucking compound with like security and everything. And so we roll up and we meet the uncle, like the powerful guy I was mentioning earlier. And, you know, we have like a nice little chat and then he gives us like some food, like a little kebab wrap, fucking kebabs and, and oh. some fruit. And I ate it like, you know, whatever. And then that night I was like so sick, dude. Like I haven't experienced food poisoning like that in a long time. I was, I was mentioning to you, like I haven't thrown up that hard since I drank ayahuasca. It was gnarly, dude. Fuck. It was gnarly. That's insane, man. At yeah, least you were in um, really good. It sounds like you were in really good conditions, though, right? You weren't on like some hostile floor, <laughs> dude. You're so right, man. Like I've been sick in hostels before, and they're, they're, that is like one of that has to be like one of the seven layers of hell. Like that is fucking miserable. Like mm. being in a fucking dorm room, puking your guts. Like that is just the worst. But no, I was like, I mentioned like they have a compound and everything, and they gave me like my own house, and what? so I had like. Dude, I'm telling you, bro, I've not experienced this level of wealth in my life. Like, it made me feel uncomfortable, honestly. <laughs> like, this, the clothes that I'm wearing, they, like, they gave me these clothes. Like, they have another outfit they gave me also. What? Yeah, yeah. This is, like, traditional. That's gnarly, dude. Traditional, yeah, like. Give us a 360. Pakistani. It's got, got the little, it's called a shavar kamis. See what I mean? Can you see? Is that too close? Yeah, dude. That's yeah, cape. that's some Calvin Klein shit. Yeah, dude. It's lit, but. Holy yeah, shit. really generous people, and they let me stay in this fucking house, and they gave me like two servants, and like they're watching over me all night, like I'm puking. <laughs> what like, servants? Dude, dude, I'm telling you, bro. Like it's I've never experienced anything like this, man. <laughs> so I'm like puking my guts out, like I can't keep water down. Were, were like, they there like beyond their will, or like were they going home after their shift? Oh, dude, no, 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 they, dude, they live there like he has a house and then behind his house they have another house for like the servants and okay like a cage oh my god <laughs> <laughs> i'm pretty sure he pays is, it, is, it, is the house like, almost as nice as the other one i don't know i didn't I'm just go making in sure it. that these people are okay we can't fraternize with with the other with the lower <laughs> cast phil <laughs> <laughs> it's like in the titanic you guys are in the fucking bottom dude Right. Did you see I'm gonna wear it? You, th you think I would talk to those people? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no eye contact. <laughs> yeah. No, it's crazy though, dude. Like I was telling some of my friends earlier, like it's it's I've never experienced anything like it, man. Like you know, I'm in the U.S. Like you know, I we have our issues like in the West and everything with like race issues and everything. And I've kind of become jaded to all that. I'm just like, okay, like relax. Like it's not that bad. And then I come here and it's like real, dude. Like there's a true separation between people. And I just get this treatment just because I happen to be white. You know what I mean? It's like, fuck, dude. I almost felt guilty where I'm like, I didn't earn any of this shit. Like I'm just a tourist here. And like, you're just treating me like royalty for nothing. And I mean, I'm really grateful. Don't get me wrong. Like it's fucking sweet. It's like a cool life experience. But I don't know. I just walked away from it feeling like, ugh, like a little weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And so how did you how did you leave? I guess I thought it was like Hotel California where you just can't leave. <laughs> um, like, this is my well, white person now. Dude, that's another thing, bro. Like it's uh, 
they're very insistent. Like they're very hospitable people over here, but they're very like, they'll just kind of make plans for you. So like, I don't know, it's weird. Like I was hanging out with this guy yesterday and like at this big celebration, like big, big prayer thing. And like, by the way, plug, if you're interested, if your listeners are interested in that, uh, I'm going to be posting a video on that. But so we're like at this fucking big celebration. And then I'm just like, hey, man, like I have someone to meet at six. And he's like, yeah, yeah, sure. Six, whatever. And then he's like, can you just tell him eight or tell him nine or whatever? And but they do that. Like you'll be with person A and then be texting person B. And you're like, hey, man, person B wants to meet at six. And like they just they're always like, oh, just tell him later, 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 later. Like they're very much like, oh, no, I just want you to stay and like enjoy this. And they enjoy, it's, it's like they enjoy a weird company then. No, it's it's great, man. It's it's great. It's just it can be a lot. You know what I mean? Like especially it puts me in an uncomfortable situation where I have to like balance all these people. You know what I mean? Um, mm. I don't know. I sound like an ungrateful prick right now, but it's just uh, I don't know. You only gave me two it's, servants. It's like, really I wanted great. three. <laughs> uh, no, I mean at the end of the day, it's great, but it's just I don't know. It, it's just so different. Like in the West, I think we value like more privacy and like um, yeah. If, if you're a guest at know. someone's home, they're just gonna be like, hey, here's the guest house. You know, do whatever you need to do. If you need me, I'm kind of here. Supper's at six type thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's, yeah, over here, it's just like, like you'll wake up and be like, all right, I guess we have no plans today. You'll like start working, whatever. And then he texts you and you're like, he's like, hey man, we have an event tonight at six. Like, like, please come. And I'm like, fuck, okay. Yeah, I mean, that's, I don't know. I feel weird. I feel like a dick right now. I feel like I'm complaining a lot, but I mean, I really am grateful. <laughs> It's just been like a very different experience that I'm used to, you know, like, dude, imagine if you went to like, like fucking Norway or something and you knew someone they're like, okay, I'd sleep on the couch and like, whatever, serve yourself, you fucking bastard. But then over here, they're like, treat you like royalty. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I guess, I guess, man, I, I think uh, Pakistan's heating up in terms of uh, backpackers going there. Like there seems to be a lot more people interested in going, you know, you see more YouTubers going. Was there yeah, a lot of other sure. like foreigners or Westerners? Dude, honestly, I haven't seen a single one. Um, but I mean, to be fair, I've been like really? with locals and everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, we did like a tour. I did like a cheesy kind of like bus tour. And there were f tourists there, but I wouldn't say there were foreigners. I'm pretty sure they were Pakistani. Um, okay. And would you say it's a, a, a safe place? Oh, yeah. So, no, it's totally fine. I feel fine. I mean, honestly, it's like, dude, the places that the people tell me to avoid, like Iraq, um pakistan really like the number Which you went to you know dude and they've been the best people like i felt totally fine they don't let you spend money i mean it's dude it's crazy i mean i'm not exaggerating dude i haven't spent money in nine days like like there's another video i'm gonna post i was out in this it's market and i start the video and i ask someone hey where's an atm i want some pakistani money because i hadn't spent money in four days it was like a goal to spend money and i'm like hey where's the atm and they're like no 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 atm no atm come to my shop have a tea, have some street food. No ATM. I'm not going to show you where it is. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's unreal, man. Uh, you're you're yeah, really yeah. selling it to be like, to be honest, you're, you're, you're really selling. It. I, I'm really intrigued by Pakistan now. It's sweet, dude. It's uh, the people are like, I know it used to be the same country as India. And like, I just feel like the people are on another level here as far as hospitality. And to be fair, I was only, I only went to North India. But um, here is insane, dude. Like, they'll just whisk you away. Like, I try to, I'm like, hey, man, like, where's a good hotel? I'm like, no hotel. You just staying with me, buddy. <laughs> Please don't be a shithole. Yeah. <laughs> but so, so, so we've briefly touched on Iraq, and I want to kind of table that topic because you were there with a fellow YouTuber, your boy Seal, mm. and mm. just, I, I guess I'm just uh, um, 
promoting this next episode that we're going to be bringing both on and we're going to be discussing Iraq in a future episode. Dude, we got a crazy ass story from Iraq too. We got a crazy ass story. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Uh, staying on the subject of Christmas, what are you, what are you doing for Christmas? Are you going back home? Or are you doing? Uh, yeah, Pakistan? I'm gonna be flying home. I'm gonna be flying home uh, in nine days. Yeah, that is if I don't convert to Islam first. Well, <laughs> ah, there's still time. <laughs> yeah, there's some powerful people. So, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. But so yeah. on the subject of Christmas, and this being the Christmas episode, I've I've got to make a confession to you, Connor. I've actually never had eggnog bastard i've always thought that it was like if you look at eggnog it looks like a fucking omelet and i was just like it tastes like eggs it does have the egg name in it like so i know that's that's what kept me away from it i was like i like <laughs> eggs but not raw ones like i'm not rocky over here like christmas rocky <laughs> right right, right. <laughs> so so i'm gonna be doing a here i have my little cup of nog and oh. i'm gonna be doing a nog review the Ferg first ever nog review Oh, One sip, everybody knows history the in the making. <laughs> Got some ASMR action. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I don't think I could drink a lot of those, but that's that's like dangerous. That's like uh, very sweet. Yeah, yeah, that's dangerous. But it's good. I like it. Is it boozy? Boozy eggnog? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, whiskey. All right, I put I put bourbon, bourbon in it. Oh, class act. Hey, very nice. Hey, man, I I knew you were coming on, so I had to impress. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, no, it's uh, good, dude. It's, you, you can only drink like two or three, and then you're just fucking lit. And then the next day is—I mean, you can taste it. It's like syrup. It's, it's so like sweet. syrup. Yeah, the yeah. sugar is usually what gives you a hangover, right? So, yeah, for yeah. sure. That's a uh, that's a rough one. A little in the next day, uh, since yeah. you're on and you're a YouTuber, I just like to make a plug, I guess, for my YouTube channel. Uh, since you've come on, I guess uh, YouTube channel's grown and. Uh, I want to start a new segment where I'm uh, highlighting a new subscriber of the week. So I'm just going to throw mm -hmm. the new subscribers in a randomizer here. Okay. The winner this week for subscriber of the week is Patty McBee. Congratulations, <laughs> Patty McBee. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being a subscriber. <laughs> That's my mom. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. That is so funny, dude. I thought you were actually putting it in. I was like, oh, this is cool. I want to ask him about this, like, this tech that he has. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, so she's so she's a big supporter of your videos and uh, other videos. She was my first subscriber. That you go oh, she no way. First subscriber. Shout out my mom. Yeah. Much love to, to Patty. Yeah. Yeah. What, what is she doing for Christmas? Uh, Picking me up from the airport, I hope. <laughs> I don't know. We're very Do much like, any, like uh, Christmas traditions. Hmm. No, not really. I mean, we're we're like a very like last minute family. Like if you watch any of my videos, you mm -hmm. know, like I'm I don't plan shit. I don't plan anything. And that very much I've inherited that from my family um, for better or worse. But I just really know, never know what we're going to do. Sometimes we look at lights. Sometimes we drink bourbon. Fucking well, I mean, yeah, just basic Get on that nog suburban shit. Yeah, yeah. Bring some nog, dude. Yeah. For sure. Get some Evan Williams eggnog. They serve it in like the, the glass bottle. It's real, real classy. You'd love it. Oh, you guys can get eggnog with with alcohol in it already. Oh, yeah. We're free, Phil. We're free. Not like you <laughs> socialists up there. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Listen. Yeah. Maybe the uh, Evan Williams truck gets uh, stuck in the the snow once it hits the border. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or we drink too much Evan William. Well, Evan Williams eggnog, and we drunk drive and can never enter Canada again. It happens. Goddamn. Criminals. Did you know that was a thing? <laughs> if you have any DOIs, you can never go to Canada. Uh, I think it's similar for us. I've had. I don't really? know if we get banned. I I know someone who has had a DUI and. He had a hard time getting in. So Oh, but they let him in. I don't, yeah, I mm. think so. But yeah, you guys just completely get banned. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Because I've heard stories about people with just like one DUI, like no criminal record, they get one DUI and they can't go to Canada. Well, it's because your alcohol is watered down and then you guys come up and you say, well, I have two beers, you know, and then you're just shittered and you're hitting into every streetcar <laughs> that there is. Wait, are, 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 is your alcohol stronger? <laughs> that's, that's the joke, yeah. Oh. I, I don't know if it actually is. But I guess it's maybe because uh, less of our beers, like light beers and stuff. Like we have them, but I, I, don't, all right. I don't know. We'll, we'll, right, we'll, right. we'll test it one day. No, no, no. I was going to say fucking uh, when I was with Nolan, uh, on tour, um, we were in Istanbul and we were trying to plan a trip to India, actually. And it turns out can't Canadians can't go to India, like period. Really? They cannot go to India. That's- yeah. Because of COVID stuff, That's like really weird. Canada was so strict. Apparently Canada was really strict with Indians coming in. So then India was like, all right, fuck all y'all. No Canadians. So now you can't go. That's 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 interesting. Like, I know that we have like I don't know if it's like not not necessarily a program, but I know that India has the largest middle class in the world, or not middle class, but like um, people from like twenty to thirty. And okay. because of that, I think Canada had an agreement with India to kind of fast track people becoming citizens. Mm. But yeah, no, that's interesting. I I didn't I didn't know that. That's something to look into. Yeah. It's a real bummer. And especially India seems like just like a stock, like not like a crazy place to travel. You'd like you'd imagine it'd be like relatively easy. Like to me, the e-visa took like two hours and Nolan was applying. He's like, dude, Canada's not on the list of countries. What the fuck? Yeah, that sucks, man. So you guys had to split up, dude. Yeah, 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 we did. We little cheeky breakup. So, Connor, I just want to, I guess, start back to where we kind of left you off. You were in Ukraine. You were in Lviv, if I if I remember correctly. And yeah. can you maybe fill in to the listeners who didn't follow your your or subscribe your YouTube channel, which they should, uh, to kind of get to? Can you fill us in on that time that we've we've missed? from you have uh, from you yeah i fucking was in lviv and then i i had my motorcycle and then i rode the motorcycle to kiev uh and then from there i went was south. a lot more dangerous than lviv uh yeah i mean it had been hit pretty hard back in march of 2022 april i think and then obviously more recently like late september no october 10th i think it was that they got a lot of bombs from russia um yeah, I mean, dude, like just riding the motorcycle on the streets, like you see regular scenery on a highway and then you'll see like a burned out building, like a bombed factory. Um, you know, I went to Irpin, which is a suburb north of Kiev, and there was like fully destroyed apartment complexes. People's homes had been ransacked. I mean, I went to like where Russia held a base, like they controlled Irpin for a minute. And so I went to where that was and, you know, just flattened homes like you know daycares like schools burned and it was really fucked up to see actually like i know 
war is like very complicated and I'm not really educated on what's going on, but it was just fucked up seeing like people's apartments burned out. Like, damn dude, like did they really have to do that? And then meanwhile, people are still living in the apartment complexes. Like, you know, five A and then five C, like apartment five A, five C for example, would be burned out and then someone's living in five B. It's just like I'm just not used to seeing that. Jesus. Um, and then, you know, like, dude, there's like, it's not like a fucking, it's not like they have factories up there and stuff. It's just like, it's a suburb, dude. Like it's, there's like kids running around and like playgrounds and shit. And like, it was just heavy, dude. It was heavy. Yeah. So I fucking left Kiev and it actually took me a while to leave Ukraine. Dude, it was tough, man. Um, you know, number one, I had the motorcycle and the weather was getting really iffy, like really cold rain like on the bike it's just fucking it's intense man like the eastern european weather was like coming in and actually in one of my videos it's called um fleeing ukraine during war i actually encountered like something really strange and i wonder if your your listeners could help me it was i was trying to enter a town in ukraine and there was a police checkpoint and i'm like okay yeah country at war that's you know par for the course i'm not surprised by this and i pull up and they're like where are you from i said usa and they're like are you jewish and i was like no and they're like are you christian and i was like sure yeah i'm christian and they like talked amongst themselves for a while and then i meanwhile i'm like looking over and there's like a big tour bus and like vans full of um hasidic jews and they're like sorry you're not jewish you can't come to this town i was like the fuck so I just turned around like very bamboozled. <laughs> like I had no idea what was going on. Uh, it's all in the video. So if you're if your listeners want to help me out, I, I have no clue what that was about. But I had to like reroute and like find a different hotel. And it was like this whole thing. And you said that that was in Ukraine? <laughs> yeah. Like near the Moldovan border. Right? Yeah, it's weird. I've never, it's weird. I, that's, yeah, listen, I don't know, man. Maybe you just didn't yeah, like your flow. but. <laughs> I don't know, dude, uh, but I fucking, yeah, finally made it out of Ukraine. It took me forever and then went to Moldova, went to Transnistria, like technically nice. a country that doesn't exist. It's not recognized by any other country except for like other former Soviet states that think they're country. So it's like amongst weird company and went there and dude, Eastern European, Eastern Europe, maybe, maybe I just had bad luck to you, but I had a lot of difficulty traveling there. Like could not find a fucking hotel room in Transnistria. Like I went to one town and they're like, Oh, Oh wait, fuck. Did I miss dude? Leaving Ukraine was like a whole nother thing. You should just watch the video. It's fucking insane. Like I get lost and like the bike breaks down and I run out of gas and like, I can't find hotels and I go to a wrong border crossing and it was like a whole, it was a fiasco, dude. The fucking Jewish town. Like, anyways. <laughs> and then I, so I finally left and then I went to Transistria. The same shit happened, dude. I couldn't find a hotel. Like I went to one town and I was like, hey, do you guys have hotels? And they looked at me like I was insane. Like hotels? Like, why would you stay here? <laughs> and, and they're, like, they're like, go to this town an hour away. I was like, okay, an hour, fine and went there and same thing happened dude like no hotels and what ended up happening was i asked a taxi driver i'm like just take me to a hotel dude and he's like dude there's no hotels but you can stay at my house like i'm working all night i'm doing the night shift Is he Pakistani? <laughs> no transistrian man <laughs> uh, transistrian royalty no 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 but <laughs> fucking it was crazy he was like working all night he's like yeah here's the keys here's the wi-fi just like make yourself at home and i just had an apartment to myself all night and i woke up he took me to breakfast it was like you can't write this shit you know what i mean no um that's wild and dude. then fucking from transnistria 
went to Romania, Bulgaria. Uh, have you been to Bulgaria? Nope. Okay. I know somebody called Sofia, experience. though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sofia's all right. I don't know. I mean, I have, like, mixed feelings about Bulgaria. I didn't feel like people were that friendly there, honestly. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. But um, I went to, like, a gypsy town. That was oh, Those are the friendliest people I met in Bulgaria. This, like, town that these people told me was super dangerous. In Stara Zagora, it's like a gypsy village in the hills, and people are nice. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I watched. They, I watched this video. Oh, thanks. Yeah. No, I, I loved it there. Um, those people were great. But, anyways, um, and then I left. Oh, I sold the motorcycle in Bulgaria. Big news. Fucking sold failed the, the mission. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that sucks, man. Fucking failed. But I mean, yeah. if it keeps you going and finishes your 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 journey from uh, Ireland to uh, Japan, I think fuck you, you gotta you gotta survive, right? You gotta do it. Yeah, and then, honestly, bro, at the end of the day, like it's all about just getting there. So if I need to get rid of things in order to afford it, like that's fine. Basically, long story short, you need all these documents to enter with the bike in Turkey, Iran, Pakistan, India. It's like a fuck ton of money that I just did not have. So I was like, all right, I might as well just sell it. So. Made a quick. Just get a, a moto once and, you get somewhere and just k- keep going. Dude, that's not a bad idea. I got the whole moto vlog set up. Wouldn't that be fucking hilarious? Like a moto vlog from like a little tuk tuk in fucking Vietnam or something. <laughs> dude, well, dude, like Vietnam's like 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 you said, Vietnam is is such a it's a well known place for people doing moped, like doing like the Hajang Loop. I, th- I think yeah, you should yeah, do it yeah. or consider at least. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll definitely rent one at some point. I mean, even in India, you can get like nice motorcycles for like $20 a day. So I'm, I'm sure I'm going to be posting something one of these days. Yeah, just don't leave your credit card and don't come back. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, but fucking. So after, let me let me see. Like Bulgaria, I went to Turkey, went spent three weeks in Istanbul. That's where I met Nolan. We had some hijinks mm. there. And then we flew to Baghdad, Iraq. Uh, we're there for eight days. Had an amazing time. Uh, had a very strange experience. I'm excited to, for the next episode, I really want to tell you about it. I'm reserving all questions. Uh, and then Fuck. flew flew to Delhi and then took a train up into Pakistan. And now, now I'm here. Nice. So along your travels, I guess maybe what's one country? I think we talked about Pakistan being like a definitely like holy shit. Like I, I haven't paid for anything yet here, but is there another country that you're like, oh man, like this blew away my expectations? Dude, Iraq, Iraq, a hundred percent. Okay, I know. Okay, like, okay, fuck. I'll, like I'll stop taboo. asking about it. <laughs> Honestly, it was it was incredible. Like it was the same shit. Like we couldn't pay for things. Um, one thing I will say about Iraq is things were more expensive there than I thought they were going to be. Like hotels were not cheap, and uh, but it's funny. Like Nolan said it in one of his videos, he's like, "Yeah, I don't, I don't even know how much many things are here. Like food, for example, I don't know how much the food costs here because we can't pay for it. So, like, for it. I mean, once you pay for the hotel, which is a bit pricey, like you're good. So I got no complaints, man. Loved Iraq. Nice, nice. Yeah. So listen, I want to touch on a few things that happened in Istanbul because I, I did watch those videos, videos as well. And mm. I saw one of the videos you went down into this, like, I don't know if like it was like an underground market or if it was like near like a metro or something, but you went underground and then there was just a bunch of guns. And it was so funny <laughs> because your reaction in that video, it just felt like you were home. <laughs> You're like, oh, I have that one at home. I have that one at yeah. home. That's so yeah. cool, man. <laughs> I love uh, it's like seeing all your action AR figures. Like, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got to catch them all, baby. Right. 
Nah, that was hilarious. I, I, like, like, like people just like were they real guns? Like you can buy guns in Istanbul? I don't know. I mean, someone commented in there like they must be replicas because real guns are fake, but they look fucking real to me, dude. Like Desert Eagles and like MP5s and like they're selling magazines and shit. I mean, I don't know, bro. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to like put anybody out of business or get anybody imprisoned, but I don't know, look real to me, dude. And who the fuck? Yeah, well, why I would mean, you buy like a? I mean, they weren't BB guns. You know what I mean? Like maybe they're like three D printed guns, or uh, like I, I don't know. I mean, to be fair, like everything in there was like it was like a counterfeit market. So like they could be knockoff guns. Like they looked real, but uh, maybe they were like fake Desert Eagle or like fake Glocks or you know whatever. Maybe they just have like really realistic Nerf guns there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, appealing to an older I, demographic. I think, yeah, and, but I think also like the guy's reaction when you when you were on when you were videoing him, he was just like. Oh. I yeah, think that yeah, might yeah. might be our uh, our sign that they might have been real. Yeah, but, yeah. Because I, well, I I walked in with the camera and like the whole store just kind of got quiet. It was like, oh, like this is very like palpably uncomfortable. And he didn't speak any English, but then he was like, problem, leave. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> message received, loud and clear, bud. <laughs> My bad, dude. <laughs> yeah. But so, something else interesting happened while you were in Istanbul. There was a terrorist attack. Mm. Uh, I saw footage of the video and it was like somebody in a crowded space blew themselves up. How was that? Yeah. So I think um, what actually happened was it was a woman. They think she was from Syria. They think she was like a Kurdish terrorist because they have a lot of beef like Kurdistan and the surrounding countries. And yeah. uh, so anyways, I don't want to get into like the politics of it, but like I think she had like a backpack and she set it down on a bench and then walked away and like a few minutes later it just exploded and then this this area was like really crowded like if you've been to Istanbul it's like in the Taksim Square and like there's this huge kind of posh shopping area that you know one of those areas you have to go to so like very international scene and jammed with people dude and I think they killed like eight people and they injured dozens and um actually was just like sitting out in my hostel working and um i get a text and my friend is like hey are you okay i'm like what do you mean and she's like she's like like look turn on the news you know like uh there's a huge bombing in istanbul and i look out my window and people are running in the streets there's cop cars there's helicopters I mean, it had happened like 20 minutes before that. So um, people were just like, like, fuck that. I'm going to get getting the fuck out of here. Yeah, dude, it was intense, man. Um, Like the the streets were just clearing out. And like I said, it's always like jammed with people. And it was it was pretty empty. And just it was just scary. I mean, it literally happened like like a five minute walk from my hostel. So it was one of those things. Especially, we had just gotten back from Iraq too. Like this place that everyone everyone says is super dangerous. Blah blah. blah, Don't go there. We felt fine. And then I come back to Istanbul, like a big tourist area. And it's like, fuck, dude, like that could have been me. Like I went to these restaurants a few days ago and fuck, dude, puts it into perspective. Wrong place, wrong time. Like just, yeah, that's crazy, man. Yeah. Did Was was Patty Patty. freaking out? No, because I fucking, I always get in front of it. Like if something bad happens, I'm always just like, all right, I got to text mom because she's going to fucking read about this. Like make sure she's, you know. Mm relaxed about it and make sure i'm okay and everything like she has the the find my friends on my iphone all the time like she's always like tracking me and stuff like she's very kind of paranoid about what i'm up to so i had to let her know I, so her. I was like hey. yeah, yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's that's a good tip to have you know get if there's a major thing that happens that your parents are going to find out on the news in the city that you're in maybe talk to them first so that they don't think you're fucking dead 
Yeah, for sure. For sure. Like reach out first, like extend the hand. You know what I mean? Like, and my mom didn't answer the, the phone the first three times. I was like, fuck, like if I actually needed something, I like, come on, Patty, like, let's go. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, turned out all right. How were the next days after the terrorist attack? Did you, did you find that people were a little skittish walking around Istanbul? Uh, I don't know. The feeling in the street wasn't so bad. I mean, I think people moved on fast, but me personally, I was fucking shaken up, dude. I was like, damn, like, let's book a flight out of here, dude. Like, fuck this. Like, I don't know. I have this theory, man. I've, I've expressed this in videos before. Like, like I got robbed in Colombia, right? I got robbed in a place that was extremely touristy. Like it's a place that everyone thinks is safe, but like, because people know there's going to be people there and dumb tourists, they know they can take advantage of you and everything. And, and so that those places just give me the creeps now, dude, like Taj Mahal, like fuck that, like Petra Jordan, fuck that. Like I'm good, dude. I'll, I'm much happier, like being, I don't know, in a rice paddy or something like, cause I truly do think you're safer there, you know? And it's more interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like I, I think I think I'd still do Petra, but yeah, I, I, I know what you mean with the the other wonders of the world. That some of them can maybe yeah. be a little sketchy. Well, no, it's not like I'm saying don't go. It's just like I don't know. My, don't like, go to Rome. Kind of just what? Don't go to Rome, man. The Colosseum. <laughs> yeah, it fucking stinks there, dude. <laughs> Rum smells so bad. <laughs> um, but I mean, I don't know. It's just like I mean, I'm still gonna go to those places. You know what I mean? But it's just like. I kind of see the writing on the walls. Like if anything bad is going to happen, it's going to be in those areas. Did you ever see that so. video of the guy who, um, there was like a YouTuber or something like set out, set up outside, like just on the street recording. And he was talking about this guy and he's like, do you, do you have any life hacks or something? He's like, yeah, go to places after there's been a terrorist attack. It's cheap as hell. <laughs> yeah. He's a legend, dude. I saw that TikTok. That's hilarious. <laughs> He was old too. He had been to a lot of places. Yeah, like he he had seen some shit. Like after some shit happened. Yeah, fuck. What dude. a guy. Yeah, it's not the answer. Yeah. They're they're expecting like you know love your neighbor and like fucking pray five times a day. Or whatever. He's like, yeah, fucking hop on a plane to Afghanistan. <laughs> like. <laughs> what a legend. Uh, Connor, there, there's something else I guess I, I, I wanted to talk to you a bit more about in the last time that mm. you were on, but I knew that I was going to be doing this activity and I guess I reserved some of my questions for the, our time now. Uh, I want okay. to talk about your time with ayahuasca. Oh, okay. Where did it happen? Okay. Where did you do it? Colombia. Nice. Medellin. Can, can you, mm. in, in Medellin? Santa Elena. It's like north, it's like in the mountains above the city. Okay. And yeah. yeah, so maybe maybe give us a little little overview of your experience and uh, the things you learned. I don't want to put people off of it, but I had like a very intense. Well, I mean, every time I drink it, it's intense. But the first time was like heavy, bro. Like like I drank one cup, you know, like I did the cleanse and everything. Like I did the vegan thing like a week before. You're supposed to eat real healthy and like avoid coffee and everything. Yep. No sex, no alcohol, no caffeine. So I was like going into it like, cause that, that kind of prepares you to like, all right, like this is serious. Like I'm going to go into it for healing and like, it's a medicine, you respect it. And then, so the night of, you know, drink the cup and it's like, I don't know how yours was, but it was like slime, dude. It was like so thick. Like it's, you can feel it's it. It's like, like thick dirt. Just go to, yeah. Mine tasted like cough medicine, like thick Robitussin, like Maybe that's what mucus. it was. Like it's like drinking fucking mucus. Were you drinking lean? 
Poe up in the hut, dude. Poe up with the shaman. Is that little Wayne? Right. <laughs> right, right. But uh, yeah, I drank the first cup. And, you know, I've, I've done psychedelics plenty of times. So it was like classic feelings of love and connectedness and more of what I'm used to. And then I threw up like, I don't know, I wasn't keeping a timer, but it was like shortly after. And and they told they told me like, oh, if you throw up and you're you're not feeling the effects, like drink another cup. And so the effects kind of wore off and I was like, all right, fuck it. Let's go for another cup. So I got up, drink the second cup. And like right after I drank it, I was like, I think I fucked up. I think I'm like playing with fire right now. This is Uh like top two psychedelics in the world and i just drank two cups my first time and i felt like severe anxiety like i was very scared for what was about to happen and um damn i'm getting scared just thinking about it dude i was fucking shit in my pants <laughs> what, what uh, was the experience like so you know i i don't know if it was the same as for you but for me like started to get a little sweaty you know you, you vomit a bit there's I was listening to a video of a guy recently on Joe Rogan. It was uh, Neil Brennan talking about his experience and he t- he said something about his experience and I was like, "Oh fuck, yes, that definitely happened to me." But like words in my head started he was like uh the word what came into his head and then he heard like what 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 and I was like, that Whoa. definitely happened to me. Did that, what, what was the initial, the initial uh, experience for you? Well, like I said, the first cup was like feelings of love and connectedness. And like um, the other times I drank it, I did have auditory hallucinations. Like, but they were kind of like, man, it's really hard to put it into words, but they were almost like energetic, like. It was like Mother Yahe, like the spirit of the universe, like this female spirit that most people talk about. She was like soothing me like a mother. And it wasn't like concrete, like relax. Or it wasn't like English. It was just like energetic, like communication. Mm. But I heard it. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, um, it makes complete sense. I Yeah, <laughs> I understand. Yeah, yeah I'm glad because I mean, it's, it's, it's hard talking about this shit if you haven't done it. Every time I express this stuff, I just feel like a crazy person, dude. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. Me too. Uh, I, I literally like I, I've told some friends and I, I've seen their faces and they're like, yeah, but you're good now. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, dude. It was like, just an experience. Fuck. You see a lot of weird shit, but it makes you, I think, for the better in the end. 100%. I mean, it's medicine. 100%. So uh, for you in your experience, did you have a lot of visuals? So like were your eyes open while you were tripping and were you seeing stuff? Or is it when you close your eyes, the shit happened in your bro, head? Uh, so the first time... I drank it. My eyes were closed the entire time. Like I didn't have any visuals. So uh, basically after I drank that second cup, I was feeling really anxious and I already suffer from, you know, generalized anxiety disorder, which I'm sure a lot of people do. But so I was already feeling really paranoid and I drank the second cup and I laid down and I was like trying to calm myself down. And I think the first cup was like still kicking in. It was like the classic, like eating two edibles situation where like, you know, um, yeah. Funny thing, I actually the same thing happened when I when I took acid the first time. I took two tabs, but that's another story. <laughs> but um, um, so then I was feeling really anxious, whatever. And then like the feelings are getting stronger, stronger, stronger. I'm getting more anxious and more dark, and like and I'm just seeing pure darkness, like just dark pure darkness um and like you know a lot of people say like the spirit of ayahuasca will come to you in the form of a woman and that's happened to me and it's been beautiful before and it's been terrifying other times and this was terrifying like 
she was like a little demon, like a cartoon demon, like a little devil. And like a goth chick? She, no. <laughs> no, dude. It was like, uh, you know the skateboard company, Toy Machine? It's like, whatever. Yeah. It's just like a cartoonish little devil, like classic looking, but it was black. And and she was like, Racist. she was like, come here, come here, come here, like come down here. And I was like, what? No, no, no. But that's scary and that's dark, and I don't know what's down there. And she's like, just come here. And uh, I was like, okay. And I would kind of follow her. And she's like, no, 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 deeper, deeper, deeper. Like come down here, like further. She was like flirty, like flirtatious. Like come on, like follow me. And I was like, oh, I don't like this. Like this is scary. This is dark. And I would like call the shaman over. Like please, I'm seeing. And how I was able to speak Spanish during this moment is like a crowning achievement <laughs> of my life. <laughs> but I was telling him, like, you know, I'm seeing darkness and like I'm scared. And he's like, no, you have to follow it, like see where it goes. And I was like, dude, that is not what I want to hear right now. <laughs> but OK, fuck it. Let's go. And I would follow her and this is all just happening mentally i would kind of follow her a few steps and she's like no no no. like we, there's more to see there's like there's there's darker things you need to see and i was like fuck and it was just mental anguish for hours dude it was so hard man um and it wasn't even like grounded in like reality it wasn't like oh you were mean to this person and you should feel bad like a lot of times psychedelics will show you like yeah like a lot of times they'll teach you a lesson about life but this was very like bigger picture like just darkness pure darkness like unrelated to anything and yeah dude it, it felt like like the strongest force in the universe mother nature like the thing that will ultimately kill you was like just beating the fuck out of me for hours dude it was so grueling like it was one of the hardest things and and slowly like i would come out of it i'm like oh man like oh that was so hard but i'm, I'm so glad it's over and then she'd be like no 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 come back and she would like beat oh, the fuck shit. out of me dude and it was just like i was being just fucking tortured it was so hard dude on the ropes but, just trying to dodge the punches yeah and i like i was trying to dodge it for a while man but then at the end i was just like fuck it like i guess i need to see this because like the shaman kept saying like you're gonna see what you need to see and so i was like fuck dude i guess i need to deal with this so um it was just so difficult and then so i was like slowly coming out of it and i just felt like strong as fuck dude i was like oh man like i can handle this like i can handle fucking anything i like took my shirt off and i was like screaming and i was like throwing shit all over the room like Dude, I was like lit. I was like, oh my God, like I'm alive. And I was like touching my face, like, like, wow, I'm like a living creature. Like I'm fucking alive. I'm not dead. Like I have a life that I'm supposed to enjoy. Like I've seen how Were bad. You just like making other people bad trip. This fucking guy's crazy. Dude, it's funny you say that because all the, like we slept on the floor, like we had little sleeping bags on the floor and it was like really cramped in this little hut. And I was just like flailing around, like taking my clothes off and shit throwing stuff and i was like knocking into people dude and they were just like i think they were sleeping because like most people had like finished their experience but i was like still on that second cup dude so two cup gang <laughs> gang gang <laughs> double cup pull up <laughs> holy shit dude that's yeah, wild but, but I, no i i i I understand the feeling of, you know, you, you go through that and you're like, fuck, like, you can do fucking anything, dude. Yeah. But I, I don't want to, like, you know, dissuade your listeners from doing it. Like, if it's something that people 
have thought about doing it. I, I encourage them to do it, but I came out of it like so confident, dude. I was a new man after that. I felt like I had just survived the gauntlet. I was like, I can do fucking anything, dude. Like anxiety, you know, I still have anxiety, but it was like very diminished. Like in social situations, like I would get this kind of like tingling or like tightness in my chest or my stomach or my feet or whatever. It would like physically manifest. And the month, two months, three months after that, it was just like, it just wasn't there. It had just disappeared. You know what I mean? So it's, it really is medicine, man. And, and, you know, I had to go through it. Like I had to fucking earn it. But if you think about it, it's like four hours of, in that situation, it was pretty gruesome, but for like months, years of, of healing. So, I mean, I'm, I'm actually exactly. trying to do it again, dude. It's uh, my, my description of it was forced therapy. Mm. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't like the word forced. I mean, I guess maybe your first time because you're fighting it, right? But um, yeah, it, I mean, it's true. It's very much like showing you something. It's not like acid or like mushrooms where it's like it can be like recreational. Like ayahuasca is very much like educational. Like, all right, sit down. Like you have a lesson to learn right now, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a strict, it's it's a strict teacher. <laughs> yes. It. Yeah. It. It's it's hard to hard to describe. So I appreciate you uh, sharing this because I I know how hard it is to describe without sounding like a crazy person. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was. I feel like that one because each time I drink it, I go deeper. Right? It's like a reverse tolerance. So like the second and third time, I that's when I'm like, wait, am I schizophrenic now? Like, <laughs> I have some. I can talk to aliens. What? I can travel interdimensionally. <laughs> Yeah. But like, so the second yeah. times did, 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 were you able to see like hallucinations? Oh yeah. Second, second and third time were much more tolerable. Like the second time I went into it, I think it was like a month later that I drank it again. And, um, yeah, I mean like, let that be a lesson to your listeners. Like I fucking did it like a month after I was like, okay, like I actually learned a lot. It wasn't all bad. Like I actually am a, like a much stronger man because of this medicine. I'm going to do it again. And I went into it like expecting to like pay the toll again, so to speak, you know? And I went into it like, expecting to like get fucked basically. And it was totally not that dude. Like only took one cup this time. Um, and like the medicine appeared to me, uh, like, uh, like a blonde girl, in a white dress and like the sun setting behind her and we're in a field of flowers and she's like beckoning me like come on come here come here whereas last time it was like a little demon like come here but this time it's like this pretty blonde girl like come on let's dance in the field of flowers i'm like oh this is amazing this is so beautiful <laughs> and uh second time i didn't throw out for a long time so like the dmc was like really working its magic on me and uh very intense like uh Basically, I could feel it like splitting me apart. Like I felt like my body was like atomizing, like all the molecules were just like ripping apart. And I was just like dissolving and just dying, basically. Like I felt like my body was like being split in half. Right. And oh. <laughs> your, your face right now, dude. Uh, so, yeah, I was like splitting in half, atomizing and then I felt this like, and each time I drink the medicine, I get this like really strong tingling in my fingers and stuff. And I, it's something that I used to associate with having anxiety. Like I get a panic attack. I get like really tingly extremities. And um, the same thing happened. I was like, oh fuck, I'm having an anxiety attack. Like this sucks. I need to fight this. Like I don't want to have an anxiety attack, whatever. And this vibration like moved through my body and came up to my third eye. 
And this is where it gets weird, bro. This is where you might think. Let's go. I am schizophrenic. <laughs> okay. So uh, the vibration like moved to my third eye, like right here. And I could hear this auditory buzzing. Like it was a metallic vibration. Like bzzz. And I, I got feeling that, too. that. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was through the sound second. of crickets. The crickets were, were like, you know, we were in the jungle. And then it just like doubled, tripled, and quadrupled. And it was just a vibration at the end. Yo. Did you feel it in your body? Or was it just like you could just hear oh, it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was like you felt like you were fucking vibrating. Fuck. Powerful, man. But so I, like I hear it. I feel it. And I'm feeling this for a while. And I'm just like, oh, I guess I'm having anxiety, whatever, whatever. But actually, I was so fucking gone on the medicine. I didn't I couldn't even like perceive whether this was a good or a bad thing. Like I was just purely feeling like people that meditate for a long time, they'll tell you like, oh, I'm able to like process things as they are. I'm not, I, I can process things and not judge them. And that was happening, but just like through pure like pain and like just being gone on the medicine, dude. And anyways, so this this vibration, this certain frequency, it changed, right? And instead of like a bzzz, it was like a bzzz, like it kind of, it's like if you're watching like a sci-fi movie or something and like someone has like an out of body, ex- fuck, no, that's not, it's so hard to explain, dude. Um, basically like the tone of the vibration changed it became like otherworldly like almost like ufo type sound like, yeah, yeah 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 and so when that happened i like passed through into another dimension where i was communicating with ancient aliens telepathically okay and that happened to me too no, did you see the aliens really? did, did you Wait, see really? the aliens yeah, yeah i communicated with something no i couldn't see them. okay I could I feel way I less crazy. So, no, no. So my buddy okay. who did it as well, he also communicated with with uh, something. He couldn't see them either, but for him, it was not a conversation back and forth. It was the entity speaking to him, telling him mm. what he needed to do or, or things he needed to focus on. Me it was a back and forth. But I asked really? to see them, and he said, "You're not, you're not ready to see us. Like you're like you're you're not supposed to see us." So instead, Whoa. the things that we would talk about would show up in my head. And let's say like every single person or thing that it brought up would give me like a green, like, let's say, I don't know, one of my friends would come up and it would be like that person's face. And then at the bottom, you'd see like uh, a percentage of how good or bad and being good to be green, red, it'd be red or bad would be red. Mm. Like as far as like a good person, bad person. Yep. And then if I disagreed, I could argue with it. It was, it was gnarly. How did that go? Did they listen to you when you argued with them? Uh, yeah, uh, for some, for some, for some stuff. Yeah. But what do you, what do you think that the beings are? So for, yeah. Can you maybe describe what they look like? Bro. Uh, like me right so now? One thing I know about psychedelics <laughs> this elf hat? is, what? <laughs> right. <laughs> Did they look like me in this elf hat? <laughs> this, this is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous. We're talking about alien experiences telepathically communicating On the Christmas with episode. godlike creatures and you're wearing a fucking Buddy the Elf outfit. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. Where did you even get that, dude? Did you have that, like, ready to go? <laughs> I'm going to a Christmas party and this is what I'm dressed oh, up as. Okay, okay. Oh. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, but yeah, they looked like... Um, you know, as far as what I know about psychedelics is like there's there's one school of thought that's like there are universal 
archetypes and like truths that are given to you by the medicine like intrinsic to the medicine and there's another school of thought that is your like existing mental framework and like the archetypes that we have in our culture are like the the basis for like what you see on the medicine so all that goes to say that's like a very scholarly way to say they looked like the aliens from the simpsons oh shit yeah like they had like you know like big heads and they're green like tentacles and shit no no they didn't have tentacles they had like cloaks they had cloaks on they were like very regal and like royal and uh we were That's communicating telepathically they were like telling me the secrets of the universe and like they were telling me this ancient wisdom that i can't even put into words um like vibration we were communicating via vibrations like that's how and actually my girlfriend at the time uh told me like this is a concept and i think quantum mechanics were like the part where i was saying like you're at i was atomizing like splitting into a million pieces um she said that's like a concept in like black holes and like that's how you travel people think to other dimensions like you're supposed like you go through this wormhole or whatever the fuck and it like splits you up into a million pieces and then you like resurface in another dimension um i'm probably butchering that but that's like my understanding of it so that pretty much fucking happened get- like i was I need to have Neil deGrasse Tyson on. We need to figure this shit out. Oh, no. He's going to fucking rip us apart. He's going to be like, oh, yeah. Like, there's no God. And like, blah, blah, blah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Small-brained American. <laughs> yeah, and Buddy the Elf. <laughs> Santa! <laughs> uh, but no, man, it was, it was crazy. And like, coming out of that, I was like, how do I even process this, dude? Like, what does this even mean? Like, and uh, I'm still, I'm kind of left at a loss of words and was like what the fuck am i supposed to do with this information like i mean what did you like what did you gain from your experience um a lot of clarity at the end of the experience it gave me a Hmm. top five things i have to focus on and Hmm. yeah uh one of the things like i I've, i've talked about this on the pod so i won't get into it too much but one of the things was uh, cancer, and uh, I was like, what? You know what I mean? At the beginning of the ceremony, the shaman's like, hey, focus on what you're here for. Like, what's bothering you? What What do you want to get out of this? Focus on that, right? Experience starts, and I had a few a few things, other, a few other things happen, but at some things that I would bring up, and then we would talk about that, but sometimes the entity would be like, all right, let's talk about this. And when it came to the end, it gave me that list of things I have to focus on. And the top thing was cancer. And I was like, what the fuck? What do you mean cancer? And it was like, don't freak out. It's minor. Uh, but you have cancer and you have to deal with it when you get back home. And I was like, what? Okay. And right when that happened, or right when that happened in my brain, the shaman got up, came in to do a one-on-one with me. And put his hand on the back of my head. And then in my head, I was like, oh, like, and I could feel like a a point on the side of my head. Like I have a mole on the side of my head. Uh And I felt that pulsating. And he put his hand on the back of my head. And in my head, I thought, dude, you're on the wrong spot. And then he moved his hand from the back to right where the fucking mole is. And when he did that, he started blowing smoke on it. And it made feel good. Uh So do you think you have cancer? You think that's a cancerous mole? Maybe. I don't know, man. But like looking back, like I, uh, I've had pain in my head there, like probably months, months ago. And it still hurts. Uh-huh. Like to this day, yeah, I'm getting pain there. So it's maybe something uh-huh. that it was in my subconscious that I wasn't even like, I was like, oh, you know, it's downplaying it maybe. And yeah. So I guess update on that is I've, um, I went to the doctor and I'm just waiting for an MRI. Ah, shit, dude. Yeah. I hope it's all right, man. Yeah. 
That's mad weird about the shaman coming over to you, though. Whoa. Like, man, we That's never heavy. communicated. First of all, it was pitch black. There was no light. I never talked to him because, one, he doesn't speak English. He only spoke Spanish. I don't uh -huh. speak a fucking lick of Spanish. I can say fucking dos cervezas, uh -huh. but not very helpful in the moment. <laughs> and how, how, how did he know to move his hand? First of all, how did he know to get up? But the, the, our shaman took a bit of ayahuasca too, and he said that that was to like connect with us. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, wild shit, dude. Dude, yeah. that's the stuff. Like, I'm a pretty skeptical guy. Like, before ayahuasca, I was like pretty much fact based and like science and everything. And fuck, dude, like a few of these experiences and shit like that. It's just like, dude, there's some, there's something going on, dude. Like, we're not alone here. Like, does Santa Claus I don't know really if you want to call exist? It. <laughs> Like, I don't know if you want to call it God or Allah or whatever the fuck, but like, there's something, dude, I mean, especially like me and like the, the, uh, the entities I experienced, it was so vivid and they were so real. And I know that they put us here. Like, this is where I get, I sound like fucking Alex Jones, but like, I know that they put us here. Like those Alex are the gods. Like I met them. Yeah, dude. But I met them. You know what I mean? Like I, I saw them. I don't know if that's yeah. what they look like or whatever. But like I saw something. I felt them. They're communicating like very real energy to me. Like through. And you know, it's like it's like dog whistles, right? Like humans aren't equipped to hear the vibrational frequency of a dog whistle, right? Or like mm. in infrared light or whatever. Like there's there's like spectrums of of uh, vibrational frequencies that we're not meant to understand. And I think the same thing is happening with this interdimensional travel situation where, cause dude, the third time I drank it, something very similar happened, dude. Like I, um, I felt their energy. Like they were, they were, they were communicating with me, man. Like it wasn't as vivid as the experience I described before, but the third time was like, they were there, they were in the room. They were like communicating with, with me via their vibrations. They were speaking in tongues and like, it was, uh, very real dude. And so and I talked to the shaman afterwards and he's like, yeah, there's some people that are gifted with this ability to talk to the, the others, basically. And because um, I know this is like not an uncommon thing on, on DMT to like be able to have these yeah. like otherworldly experiences. But a lot of people that I was with didn't have anything like this. Like in all the groups I was in, no one else described communicating with like the others, they call them. So I don't know. It just, it, just, it just feels very real, man. And I feel like there's something else that's going on that's like beyond our understanding, you know? I'm 100% on board with you there, man, because how the fuck do you experience... How the hell do you ex explain those experiences? You just can't, man. So listen, I, I think we should yeah. move on to the top five. And into this week's top five, we're doing the worst things ever. <laughs> So Connor, it's gonna be a good one. What is your number one worst thing ever? Uh, okay, so am am I gonna say all my five and then you say your five? Is that how we're gonna? No, do so you go one, I go two and three. You go four and five. It's like snake draft, and we can't pick okay. the same ones. Okay, cool. So I guess my top five. I start with the five, right? We're doing we're counting down, right? So this is different than top five because you it's it, it's like a draft because if I pick something that you have, you can't then pick that. People then vote on the top fives, which ones they think is right. the worst of the worst. Okay, okay. So we're not like ranking them. It's just like top five in general. Yep. Okay, okay, sweet. All right. So I will start with when you have to sneeze, but you can't. Oh. This is... Yeah, because it's so embarrassing. You're in public and you just look like a maniac. You're just like, uh, 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 uh. and if you're in a different country, you can't explain like, oh yeah, I'm fucking. You just look. Uh, uh, uh. You know? 
<laughs> sneezing in general is pretty weird, right? Because isn't like the bless you why we say that or like Gesundheit or whatever is like mm. because we used to think that evil spirits used to come out of us. Yeah, I think it's weird. Or like your soul escapes your body when you sneeze and then you have to like yeah. put it back in. I don't know, dude. Those weirdos that's, that's believing it. in spirits. Ha ha ha. All right. So my number one hangovers reason i say hangovers listen we do continuously drink and it happens but i'm talking about those bad ones the ones that take about three four days to come back from where you're just you know on the toilet you're getting that anxiety those are the ones i don't like the ones that i'm probably gonna feel after my christmas party so you've been doing that a lot lately when it becomes the wednesday scaries (laughs) the older you get right yeah, every day is just terrifying, yeah. really. Uh, so my number two, because we're going snake draft. Uh-huh. This one is, I knew you wouldn't get this one, but this would probably be my number one. Is when you accidentally step on your dog and then you have to convince them that you still love them. You hear the cry like, <coughs> and then you're like, no, 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 I, I didn't mean to hurt you. I love you. Come, <laughs> come back. Uh, so you have a heart. It's tragic. Though. See, people like me, uh, you know, I take pleasure in that. You know, I like... <laughs> <laughs> no, <I'm just> kidding. <laughs> stepping stepping on the, the 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 servants right right the worst thing is not stepping on the servants. actually that was the next on my list is not stepping on the servants <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no i just i i just love the the i love dogs and i just don't want to hurt them uh that's very sweet of you buddy all right mine is my next one is flying i hate flying it is it has become i just despise the whole process like especially after having a motorcycle after having a car after having any level of freedom with traveling even a bus is better like you can get up you can walk around you know i'm sure on some buses they let you smoke (laughs) like on a plane like (laughs) sit here Look at that sign. When the sign when the sign lights up, you buckle your fucking seatbelt. This is how you buckle it, by the way, because you've never you can't say bomb. Fucking I love saying yeah, bomb. Right. Yeah, it's a great word. It's so fun. You fucking, especially being in the U.S. I don't know how it is in Canada, but the U.S. TSA like they're so strict. Like you can't bring so many things. Uh, and like it's the the strictest in the world by far. Yeah, it's fucking miserable, dude. Like I I used to live in Japan and I would leave the country and it's just like it's just a metal detector. And they're just like, all right, off you go. Like, oh, that was easy. Like, you didn't fucking search my bowels for a fucking toenail clipper. Like, <laughs> it's ridiculous, dude. So, so it's, uh, I guess, uh, air travel, having to deal with the systems and uh, being stuck yeah. on the little fucking plane, the little seat in the plane. Yeah, it's just being angle. an NPC. You're just being subjected to, seriously, you're just like being told what to do all day. Like, you have no autonomy whatsoever. The food costs a bunch of money. Like, you have to eat this. You can't bring your own food. It's just like, fuck, dude. There's no level of freedom or, like, personal space or anything. It's the worst. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you there. And it's just tough because traveling, you have to fly sometimes. It's just like, I just I just want to be wealthy already so I can just fly first class and just not have to worry about being in a piece. You get the lounge. You get the cocktails. You get a nice big seat, you know? Yeah, I think this is the the, the plug opportunity for uh, for me to be like, hey guys, listen, Connor's got some great content on Patreon. I also have Patreon, so if you're looking to support, so that we don't have to deal with air, airport travel or uh, flying, please support. Yes, please. Yes, yes. 
a lot of times we'll just pop up in a video. I'm like, oh, look, I'm in India. Ha ha ha. It's so fun. But like I had to work to get there, people. It was not a pleasant experience getting there. My last night right. shits have been diarrhea. So. <laughs> right. In- I wouldn't even call it shit. Level of, yeah, the level of liquid in my bowels. I wouldn't even call it shit. It's like some other <laughs> concoction. It's like a derivative of peeing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's yellow. Okay. <laughs> Uh, okay uh my next one is people who only want to talk about politics oh i think you mostly get those in the u.s cnn fox news what's up yeah but i will say this man being abroad people find out i'm from the u.s and they just want to talk about fucking u.s foreign policy like i know like i'm some encyclopedia like i met this guy on the street the other day in india spoke perfect english i was like oh we're gonna get along great and he was just like spouting off all these statistics about like fucking u.s hegemony and like the patriarchy and like oh fuck you guys do you think you're so special i'm like dude and i said i said multiple times i'm like dude i had nothing to do with any of this like i'm sorry you feel this way whatever he's like oh i'm not talking about you i'm talking about your government i was like well then can we just drop it like i i have nothing just just, okay you're angry like that i'm just a small brained american (laughs) i was like i don't know what you want from me dude like just a punching bag to like vent i don't know yeah Yeah. that sucks man the worst it's a challenging one i have i heard a comedian explain it like if you get stuck in one of those situations there's like no really good way to get out of it because i mean except for saying i've got one like oh yeah what what? just yeah yeah, just say yeah yeah, i i completely agree man can you help me move to your country uh (laughs) how do i become a citizen can you do you want to sponsor me perfect right right, right. where do you live okay thanks right like i'm dying to leave please help me yeah mm. that's why that's why i'm in your country yeah right, right, right. yeah i'm, I'm about to over overextend this so, visa bro like <laughs> I'm gonna, so my number three is having to eat the end piece of sliced bread oh. that's not that <laughs> bad the dude. fucking worst it's no, the dude. fucking worst there's there's not a second side of bread i don't like it i throw them both out and i don't trust people that eat that piece of bread <laughs> Dude, think about this. Think about this. So, a hamburger. What's a hamburger bun? It's like two yeah, it, end pieces put together. Yeah, but the 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 outer shell is not as hard as the sliced bread one. It's it's nice and spongy, you know. Mm. That's what yeah, I, 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 I want. Say, I want soft on both sides. Yeah, I bet there is a brand of bread though that does have a soft undercarriage. You it's, know what I mean? It's like. Um, it's like one side soft and the other side's like sandpaper. That's what it's like. If they could, if they could just make a loaf of bread out of hamburger bun dough, so that the end piece oh, is just a hamburger bun, round and squishy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow, million dollar idea. All right, you heard it here first. <laughs> yeah. So, so the, the 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 sliced bread one's really bad. That's definitely one of my worst ones. Uh, next one, Jeffrey Epstein. Oh. Oh, come on, dude. <laughs> Low-hanging fruit, the bro. Absolute fruit. worst. Jeffrey Epstein and anybody who's had anything to do with him. I'm talking about the Clintons. I'm talking about you, Oprah. We've seen the flight logs. Chris Tucker. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Uh, that's hilarious. That's so just... Funny. And I mean, like... Have you have you followed what was happening with uh, Jeffrey Epstein's sidekick, basically uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, uh, her trial? Oh yeah, his his ex wife, right, or former wife. 
yeah, like associate slash person he used to date or whatever. But it's the I didn't follow much, but she got it, she got sentence right. She she did. Um, mm. And the interesting thing about that is she's the first person to have trafficked humans that weren't referenced in the. Um, in the court, like they didn't say who who was the culprit of the traf of the sex trafficking. Mm. Like they didn't mention her by name, uh, J- Jelaine Max. No, like that they didn't mention who Jamie? she was helping sex traffic these people to. Oh, weird. Yeah. Why? A little odd. Why do you think that is? Uh, probably because it was serving a lot of rich people who don't want to be named. Uh, I mean, like yeah. Bill Gates was on that island. Like, just Google the list. It's. Listen, maybe some people didn't know yeah. what was going on, but like some people were on the island like 23 times. Like you never noticed that some of the people there were like 13, dude. Like that's pretty messed up. Yeah, that's a whole thing where like people just kind of dropped that, eh? People just quit talking about that. Like after he died in prison, like there was the meme that went around or whatever. But like that to me was like a defining moment where I was like, okay, like I, I'm going to listen to the conspiracy theorists like a little more frequently now. Like kind of turn me to the dark side as far as like I, I was I was listening to a I was listening to a comedian and he was and he was like, why are we focusing on what you know Kevin Hart tweeted 20 years ago or what a comedian said about you know a joke about a comedian said but like we're letting these child sex fucking rapists on the loose mm. or not necessarily on the loose yeah. but like we're not like pursuing that like what what well, it's even worse because they're happening? running our fucking world you know like they're the world leaders and they're just like fucking kids yeah. apparently Ooh, that's yeah gruesome, it's, dude. it's disturbing man yeah for sure oh all right well should i go <laughs> i don't know how to fucking segue yeah. from that dude that's fucking dark next one shit. uh where's uh the butterflies i don't like butterflies uh yeah oh yeah right fucking uh <laughs> i don't like elves i'm racist against elves. how does that In feel Phil? huh <laughs> that actually is a nice segue to my next one uh my next one is racism oh yes racism is bad did you know that yes it is bad <laughs> it is yeah especially you know travel in the world i see like you know the u.s the western world france everywhere gets a really bad rap for being racist and then you like go around the world and you're like oh wait like this is just a thing about the world like everyone has their own racists and they're usually like old people that haven't traveled and dude even in even here in pakistan dude like they uh they uh you know there's there's racist people against indians which is like the same fucking oh, yeah. country basically but yeah yeah, yeah, it's a thing. No, it's 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 just that it's I believe the uh racism in the US is more well documented or talked about and people think that that's the only place that it actually happens, right? Yeah, for sure. But it's like but like you're saying once you do leave you see that obviously there's other forms of racism everywhere else. Yeah. I mean, it's like a sad reality that I think it's like our tribal nature. I think it's like where we come from and we have to to like grow out of it, you know? And I think traveling really helps, honestly. I mean, because like I was in India for like three weeks and then you're not coming to Pakistan and like people here haven't even been to India and they're like telling me how it is and like, oh, it's so bad. And I'm like, well, dude, I was there. Like, have you even fucking been? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but like the country, like Pakistan was made and they basically separated muslims and buddhists right that's that's how the yeah and they, i mean listen they, they've had a lot of like i don't know if you follow but like terrorist attacks in the past like uh mm. in india yeah. in pakistan so like you can understand like let's say canada and the u.s we would cont- continuously be at each other's throats 
Mm-hmm. You know, like bombing each other, shooting each other. You know, Canada beating the U.S. in hockey. Like we potentially wouldn't like each other. You know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so I have like a, a follow up. So mm. uh, racism is very bad, but Don't what's worse racism. are the British. <laughs> <laughs> That's like that Austin Powers, uh, people who aren't c- considerate of other people's cultures and the Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> the British, dude, they're fucking, they're so high and mighty with their fucking free health care and their no guns. They think they're so special. They want to lecture U.S. people on how to run a country and like how to make tea and like, are they chips? Or are they fries? Like, shut the fuck up. All right. America number one. Don't ever forget that. Number one. <laughs> oh my god. A good portion of my listeners are English, so this is going to go over well. Oh Jesus. A lot of subscriptions coming mail. your way, Connor. <laughs> right? Fucking yanks. Yeah. No, honestly, I, I spent a month in the UK. I, I had a great time. I'm just fucking around. But uh, they do. It's funny. Like you mentioned, you're from the US and they just have all these fucking opinions about, oh, just, oh my God. Like I haven't experienced as much hate in any country as I have in the UK. Like they just love to hate on Americans, dude. Yeah. Yeah. You guys definitely have a little bit of a rivalry. That's um, yeah, fine. But no, uh, no, it's, yeah, yeah. They did get the cute, you know? better of you, I guess. Oh, no, no. You guys drew in the World Cup, so I guess it was uh, a yeah. big victory for you guys. <laughs> you guys tied them at the soccer. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's funny. Uh, okay, so my last one here is being born in North Korea. A lot of countries in the world. A lot Damn. of countries in the world. Damn, you thought about it's this, huh? Toughest, <laughs> it's the toughest shake, right? We we can have these aerial views of the world. You see all the fucking lights on from every different country. You know, big big cities are super illuminated. You look over North Korea, and it's as dark as the ocean. Not many lights on, mm. right? You're only allowed a certain yeah. amount of haircuts. You say the wrong thing, you and your family are in a fucking concentration camp. If you try to leave, your your family gets put in a concentration camp. It's Ooh, that's tough. It's a tough shake. I guess the only like good job over there is like tour guide or something. I don't even know. Tour guide or maybe like the Fuhrer. If you're the Fuhrer, maybe that's not as terrible. Drink all that. No, Hennessy. but I think. But dude, I mean, yeah, being him would obviously be great. But like, if you're close to him, I feel like that's so dangerous, dude. Like, if you say the wrong thing or like, don't fucking give him the right compliment, like you're donezo. No, he's had like wives go missing and stuff like that. Oh, like dude. he's. But dude, I actually saw it might have been a vice piece on North Korea, but weed is legal there. Did you know that? You can just buy like pounds of weed in North Korea. Like it grows naturally and like they just sell it in the market and yeah. Maybe fact check that, but I'm pretty sure I saw something. Yeah, shit. Where? Yeah, that, that, that yeah. would be wild. Uh, another bad part about North Korea probably being have to like hang out with Dennis Rodman all the time. Like what's that about? <laughs> nah, he looks cool, dude. He looks, he looks like he'd be, he looks like he fucking parties, dude. That man looks oh, yeah. crazy. Yeah, he was like married to Carmen Electra for a minute. Good for him, dude. Good for him. <laughs> yeah, he's aged poorly too, man. Like you can tell, he's like oh yeah, his body up. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. He's yeah. he's been to Vegas once or twice. Yeah. yeah. So North Korea. So listen, let's let's do a recap here. So Connor has not been able to sneeze, which I fucking hate. Being in an airplane or flying. Mm-hmm. People who mm-hmm. only want to talk about politics, racism, and the English. 
<laughs> and my five are hangovers, the really bad ones. For those who know, those who know, know. When you accidentally step on your dog and you have to convince it you still love it, which is really sad. Having to eat the end piece of sliced bread, Jeffrey Epstein, and being born in North Korea. So that will be up. The, the poll will be up on Sunday. Vote for who you think is the best. Or the worst, I guess. But anyways, Connor, <laughs> this was a lot of fun, buddy. Uh, do you have any, yeah, do you have any, I guess, things that you'd like to promote? Anything that's, what's what's next for you here? Yeah, just follow my YouTube channel, subscribe, watch the videos. All my videos from Iraq are coming out right now, which are lit as fuck. Um, and then I have my India stuff, my Pakistan stuff. You guys are going to want to see the Pakistan videos because it's very unique. Like I got inside access to like a very high up person. So I think it's it's pretty interesting. Uh, the Patreon, obviously, it's three bucks a month. You're going to help me get down the road. Like I said, I'm trying to get to Japan. So we got... Bangladesh, all of Southeast Asia, and then like hopefully China. So like got a ways to go. Um, so any support you can give my way would be excellent. Thank you. Hell yeah. Small brained American. All and of platform. course, small brained American. You heard it here first. <laughs> he's he, he he's he's a fucking top YouTuber. You guys should check him out. Uh, and yes, Connor, we will be ha- be having you on. I guess in the next. Maybe after Christmas or something, we'll get you back on you and uh, and yeah, boy Seal yeah. Nolan to talk about Iraq. Yeah, so thanks a lot yeah, for coming on, buddy. I I appreciate it. It's it, it feels like talking to a, to an old friend. So it's it, this was really ah, fun. Means a lot, but yeah, it's it's always easy coming on here and just chopping up the shit, man. It's super fun. I yeah, hope I didn't lose any of your listeners on the the fucking alien talk, but eh, we'll see. <laughs> no, nah, man, we're pro alien on here. <laughs> nice. nice alien lives matter. Take care, buddy. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Thanks, man. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you later. Yeah, peace, dog. Thank you for listening to Two Beers Till Takeoff. Do you want free additional content or just to stay connected with the show? Then give us a follow on our social media platform. That means TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, all of them. Are you in need of podcast production services, video editing, or anything in between? Then look no further than Strut Sound Productions, the official producer of the Two Beers Till Takeoff podcast. Music produced by Alex Gagne. Check out his work in our show notes. Voiceover done by Viking Leo K. See you next week on Two Beers Till Takeoff.